Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Well, looky, looky, looky at who's back in Green Bay. Look who arrived at training camp today. It's the man who we thought was never going to play in a Packers uniform again, Aaron Rodgers. But a simple question remains. Who comes out of this looking better, Aaron Rodgers or the Packers? Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. After all of that, after the threats, after the reports, after the cold shoulders, here we are, same as it's ever been, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers remain a couple. They just can't quit one another, but there are going to be ramifications and there are going to be legacy implications. Who comes out better on the other side? Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. It is a Tuesday edition here on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. Based out of the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, in the Phillips Point Towers, right off of the hot and humid and uncomfortable Intracoastal. Coquel is in the Anna John Levine Studios. I, however, parenting has, uh, has gotten uh, in the way of professional life here today. Both of my kids, Coquel, ended up uh, waking up not feeling good, uh, both feverish. And I tried to tell them, suck it up. Eddie, Leah, suck it up. Aaron Rodgers is back in camp. This is not the day. This is terrible timing. But unfortunately, that didn't work. So uh, I wanted to make sure that my wife wasn't uh, by herself with, uh, with sick kids today. So I'm uh, in my daughter's bedroom actually doing the show. Ken's got two daughters. Coquel has two sons. One thing they do have in common is that they both don't have a clue. Ken and Coquel are bad dads. Yep. And that's the situation I find myself in. Coquel, did I make the right call? Uh, one, trying to get them to be unsick because Aaron Rodgers reported to training camp. And two, uh, me deciding not to come into the office today. How did I handle that, do you think? Yeah, I would have told them to toughen up and send them to camp or wherever they could spread those germs <laughs> to other kids. Because once you give the germs uh-huh. to someone else, you don't yeah. have them anymore. <laughs> They're yeah, now their right. problem. That's right. You've passed them along. We're trying to uh, create our own herd immunity for whatever is afflicting my children. Good news doesn't appear to be COVID because I'm sure that that's the first thing that comes to everybody's mind with that. But, uh, yes, I am I am homebound today, hopefully back in the Anna John Levine studios tomorrow. Uh, Coquel. I fear that this is the season finale and maybe even the series finale of uh, the soap opera that swept the nation. Either way, it appears as if it's going to be going on a major hiatus, but we have a uh, storyline that appears to be coming to an end with the soap opera that has taken over our lives. Cheese turns. This portion brought to you today by FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. And by Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. So Aaron Rodgers shows up 
to Green Bay after a number of, quote, concessions were met by the Packers, and it definitely looks as if in 2021 the defending league MVP is going to be back with the Packers. So, Coquel, uh, why don't we go through, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, what the agreements are between the two sides, the Rodgers side and the Packers. So, first of all, and this is right from Adam Schefter's story on ESPN.com, because reading it is much better than me trying to explain it. So this is in bullet point form. The 2023 year in Rodgers contract, the last one in his current deal, would be voided with no tags allowed in the future. Second bullet point, the Packers would agree to review Rodgers' situation at the end of this season. Third bullet point, Rodgers' contract would be adjusted with no loss of income to give the Packers more cap room now. Bullet point four, mechanisms will be put in place to address Rodgers' issues with the team. So, Adam Schefter goes on to write, if Packers officials sign off on their willingness to trade Rodgers as was uh, conveyed to them to the Rodgers side and the agreement is finalized, here's the biggest concession the reigning MVP will receive. The freedom to decide where he wants to play in 2022. The Packers' agreement to review the situation after the season implies that the team will trade Rodgers if he still feels the way that he has been about the Packers' culture and decision-making. So out of all of that, Coquel, that is the major part. Aaron Rodgers will play for the Packers in 2021, and then he has the right to demand a trade to anywhere he wants, and the Packers have to oblige and attempt to make that deal happen at the conclusion of the season, and I truly don't remember an agreement ever between a team and a player, let alone a superstar and a Hall of Famer, the way that this has gone down. I understand the whole, you know, let's do one more year, let's do the last dance, and we'll try to get you somewhere you want to go. But this seems like he can actually pick his location, which to me doesn't work because if I'm a team that's struggling, like say Daniel Jones stinks for the Giants, right? This year, like I kind of think he's going to, mm-hmm. and they all, and Roger says I want to go to New York. I want I want the big market. The Giants should be like, all right, well that's who he picked. Here's a sixth round draft pick for Rogers. Like, what? Are, why do they have to offer it? Why would you give up anything if he's picking his destination? But counterpoint to that, after all of the bluster. And all of uh, the turning his back on the Packers and everything that came out, I have no reason to doubt a single thing. And in fact, it appears that Adam Schefter, everything he's reported has been completely vindicated and backed up about Aaron Rodgers being done with the Packers. After all of that, I want out. I want you to make a deal with the 49ers. I want to go to San Francisco. Here he is back in Green Bay. He comes walking back into Green Bay, so all that tough talk, all of those actions, and he actually didn't have anything change. So I ask, who comes out of the off-season drama in a better situation? Who comes out of the off-season drama in a better situation? Aaron Rodgers or the Packers? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Who comes out of the drama in a better situation after this offseason? Aaron Rodgers or the Packers? And Coquel, I totally see what you're saying. The, the Packers are not going to have any leverage. And there's a multitude of ways to look at it as to why. Uh, you're right. Like Everybody knows that Aaron Rodgers is probably on his way out after this season. 
there's no leverage on the Packers end. They can't sit there and request two first-round picks when Aaron Rodgers, everyone knows he's pushing them to make this deal. So that makes life very difficult. Also, even if you still think you're getting value, you can never count out, especially a guy late in his years, what if Aaron Rodgers gets injured? Or what if Aaron Rodgers sucks this year? coming off of his MVP season. Then you're really in a tough spot. Like it's it's you're you've delayed the inevitable. Jordan Love, who you went and drafting him and not communicating with Rodgers created this entire mess and now you're not ready to move on to Jordan Love and you missed an opportunity to get the most out of the value that you could have for Aaron Rodgers. But on the other side, doesn't Aaron Rodgers look a little weak right now? Like after all of that posturing, for him to just come slinking back into Green Bay overnight, isn't that a little weak after all of that? He put up such a big front of, I'll just go do Jeopardy. Uh, now, I've had this whole speech about Rodgers ready, right? And now I'm having a moment of reflection, which Uh-oh. I don't do a lot, Ken. I don't usually think before I speak. Uh-oh. See, this is where you get into trouble because you're much better when you just say things and don't think about it. But how much do we know that Aaron Rodgers actually said those things that we assigned to Aaron Rodgers? I don't have any reason to think that most, if not all, of those things weren't true, though. I but mean, so much of it was just assigned to him, not much from his mouth itself. He kind of just played it off cool while golfing with Brady and all that stuff. He didn't actually say anything in particular, anything concrete. But isn't that sort of the indication that these things were true? The fact that he didn't come out and say anything? There was no vehement denial of anything that was reported? Isn't that enough for us to suspect that Aaron Rodgers, all those things that Adam Schefter reported and the NFL Network reports and Trey Wingo reported, especially on draft night, that those ended up being true because there was no vehement denial. All we heard from Aaron Rodgers was it's disappointing these things have come out, and then he went to vacation in Hawaii with Miles Teller. Like that that to me seems like all this stuff was pretty legit. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying we never actually heard it from his mouth. So can can he hide from the weakness of being like, nah, I didn't mean any of those things. I didn't say any of that. I just went on vacation. I just wanted to play golf. I was focused the whole time. Like, he can kind of back his way out of it. As someone who will do things and then find a way to back their way out of things, like, that's what I think he can do here. This is my, this is my, me and Rogers are on the same page this here for the first time. This speaks to you? Yeah. This speaks to you a little bit? You can see a little Aaron Rodgers in yourself in about the only way imaginable? Yeah, he can get out of it. He didn't actually paint himself fully into the corner. Well, he has not uh, he has not addressed the media yet, and I have to imagine sometime in the next 48 hours that's probably going to happen. I would be so disappointed if Aaron Rodgers tried to pull a Coquel and slink out of this. Like, hey, I was committed to the Packers the entire time. These are just my people saying things. Or, oh, those reports were unfounded. That would completely change my perception of Aaron Rodgers in this thing because that's weakness. That's total weakness. And Aaron Rodgers is someone who's never had an issue speaking his mind and being upfront about things. I would hate if he did that, Coquel. And uh, I know that that would be your thing. Would you appreciate if Aaron Rodgers did that because you could relate to it? Or would you also be like, oh, man, that dude's too good for that? I also think the Packers should have cut him for wearing the sunglasses he wore into camp. I don't know if you saw the picture. We tweeted it at ESPN West Palm. <laughs> the Brent the Hitman heart sung- sunglasses. The minute he wore those, caught him. Oh, I like, love right, the office. You're, you're free. He had the office T-shirt and the Brett the Hitman heart sunglasses as well. Like He's, that was just a flex move. He should have wore a Favre jersey. 
That would have been the that would have been the move right there. Message sender. But with all of this, and the Packers are not going to have leverage. They're not. So whatever happens this year, and Aaron Rodgers wants out, and I think we're all assuming that Aaron Rodgers is going to want out. He wants to finish his career maybe on the West Coast or who knows, whatever tickles his fancy. And I can't believe I just used that term on a top 50 market radio show. But uh, they still do get the defending MVP back for another season. They came a terrible decision field goal attempt away from going to the Super Bowl last year so they've got their guy back they've got the pieces back you've got to think now Devontae Adams is coming back so the Packers though they've lost leverage and maybe in the long term they might be in an uncomfortable situation in the short term they once again become the favorites in the NFC North and in some circles maybe the favorite in the NFC who comes out of this looking better this offseason who won this stalemate Aaron Rodgers or the Packers? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Who won the stalemate? The Packers or Aaron Rodgers? It's pretty overwhelming on Twitter right now, Coquel. Uh, our poll at ESPN West Palm. Aaron Rodgers getting 72% of the vote. But I don't know. Why? I don't know about that because, again, there was so much offseason posturing, and it doesn't feel like he actually got what he initially wanted. It almost feels like he succumbed to pressure or to the unknown and just decided to put the guns back in his pocket and go back to the relationship that wasn't making him happy. What sort of message sent is that? Like, I feel like it's not a, a good message at all. I think that it's actually a, a little bit of weakness. Like, yeah, he's eventually potentially going to get what he wants when he requests a trade. But after seeing this, how do I know that he's actually going to follow his convictions? He's going to retire a Packer. You think that, that he's not going to end up going anywhere? Like we went through this entire offseason and it's just going to be Rodgers and the Packers forever and ever? I mean, who knows with this guy? He could change his mind in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, anything could change, and who knows? He's engaged. He may get married. He may be like, yeah, maybe Green Bay is good. Like, they, so much can change in this year. They could win a Super Bowl. Maybe that'll be his want to stay. They could add veterans in the, the next offseason before it's time to get rid of him. And be like, wait, wait, you know what? Maybe these receivers are for me. He he took the entire franchise hostage. Like, that's a win. He took the NFL hostage. He, sure he took did. sports I mean, radio remember, hostage. Uh, you remember, we did two shows. We did the one regular noon show on NFL Draft Night 1, and then we were at the Palm Beach Kennel Club for their draft party, and the way things evolved, we mentioned that in our noon show, and then our entire Palm Beach Kennel Club show was all Aaron Rodgers, and whether or not he was going to be traded, uh, dealt that night, what it meant for the future of the Packers. He took the organization hostage. He took the NFL. Fell hostage. So in that aspect, that's a win for him. Like he won the the battle of the newspaper pages against the Packers. But ultimately, he just comes back. And this wasn't about money. This wasn't him trying to get more money. This was him battling for respect. This was him standing up for himself because he felt he had been mistreated. And then he just walked right back into the relationship. That's how abusive relationships work. That's really sadly. Yeah, like that's tough. For me to compartmentalize, it it defies everything I thought I knew about Aaron Rodgers, the free spirit, Aaron Rodgers, the I dictate my own path, because this seems to be contradictory to 
how he actually tries to portray himself. Who won this offseason stalemate, this battle? The Packers or Aaron Rodgers? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And as always, Twitter is there for you, at ESPN West Palm. Let's kick things off with Jerry in West Palm. Jerry, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Jerry? Uh, are you? I'm good, man. You're breaking up a little bit. Can you hear us okay? Yeah, I can hear you. There you go. Much better. Much better. What do you got? All right, so um, I think we're kind of looking at it incorrect. We're not looking at it properly. We're looking at it who wants and that and that. Whereas I think we're we should look at it at from Aaron's perspective. I was like, there are fifty two other guys on this roster. You know what I mean? So he's like, I don't want to just leave these guys that I already have chemistry with. You know, just I don't want to just leave them like that. Let me play this year so everyone them them included could prep for my departure. Do I want to stay? in Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers in 2022. You know, like, all all these things, I think he he looked at it from, let me, let me, it's like putting in a two-week notice. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, that's, that's I, all I, I get got. that. And, Jerry, hang with me for a second, because Coquel, I, um, I know that you and I talked with Santonio Holmes at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, and you flat out asked him, can Aaron Rodgers walk back in that locker room? And Santonio Holmes said, yeah, he absolutely can. That's Aaron Rodgers. But... I do think it's at least worth discussing. Like, what does that do to the locker room when there's this inevitability that you know this dude is gone? You know, eventually he's going to depart. It almost feels like, don't worry, guys, I'm doing you a favor, right? Like, am I wrong about that, Coquel? No, it's 100%. It does feel like that. It feels like he's doing everyone else a favor, coming back and saying, I'll let you guys play with me for one more year. Like Jerry, I know what you're saying. I, I, I am uh, fully grasping what you're saying, but do you think all 52 guys that are going to be on an active roster going into a Sunday are going to say to themselves, like, thank God Aaron's here. Thank God that he is putting himself on the line for me. Like, that's a little bit selfish on Aaron Rodgers' part if that actually is the case, right? Um, I agree that it kind of is, you know, because it's like, hey, you know, what happened to, you know, all these huddles were together, you know, we're saying brothers for life, what happened to all that? I get that, but at the same time, Aaron is his own man, and it kind of comes back full circle to, you know, the, the front office. He has his feelings towards them, and he said it multiple times, like, hey, you know, I, I'd rather not play here, and they forced his hand. Unfortunately, his teammates had to get involved, and when he, I would like to think when he noticed these, it was going the wrong way, he's like, okay, this is probably what's best for all parties included. Everyone may not agree with it, and it won't benefit everyone. However, I do think this is the best exit plan, and I think he went with it. That's why he – I'm not going to say caved, but I will say that's why he, he met them halfway. Well, it's that's, abundantly that's clear. It's abundantly clear that the guy who probably matters most on that roster to Aaron Rodgers appears to be completely on board with Aaron Rodgers, and that's Devonte Adams. I mean, between the Instagram stories and the Jordan Pippen uh, graphic that was put up, like he he has his top receiver, his top target on board, and ultimately that might be the most important thing. And appreciate the call, Jerry. Who's not going to be on board though? Who wouldn't be on board with him coming back this year? Well, publicly. No one would even say pri- that even not privately. On board. Who's not going to be on board? Jordan I mean, Love's on board. He's not ready. You know what I mean? Everyone's on board. Every receiver, every offensive lineman, they're all there to win. Winning raises their value. Teams like my Jets overpay for people just because they were on a Super Bowl team. 
So they all want him back. So you think the, that the, the entire Packers locker room, even though this might be a bit self-serving and selfish from Aaron Rodgers, the don't worry, I'm the, the knight in shining armor coming in on my white horse. I'm here to save you. Uh, like it feels a little bit like that, and you think that the Packers locker room as a whole is, is okay with that. Why does that have to be a white horse? Because that's just the visual. That's mm. what has been interesting, Ken. But I do think they're all good. I mean, we'll talk about that off air again with HR again. May have to have another <laughs> apology. You keep getting yourself in trouble here. But I, I think they're fine with it. They're all, they all know it's a business. We love to think of it as like a little league locker room. They're going to work. And if a coworker wants to leave and then decides to come back, great. If you wanted to go to another station and then came back and did a show with me, I'd be like, great. That's awesome. I'm glad to have you back. Oh, that means a lot to me. That actually was warm and fuzzy. I appreciate that. I'm really sorry for the horse comment now. Who actually won this offseason, Aaron Rodgers or the Packers? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And uh, another angle on this, Coquel, short-term and long-term. Short-term, the Packers win this. Like, There's no doubt. The Packers win in the short term. In the long term, this is an Aaron Rodgers win because he can dictate where he wants to go next, and he may take a little bit of joy in the fact that the Packers are not going to get anywhere near. I don't see a scenario in which they get anywhere near the type of value that they would have gotten for Aaron Rodgers if they would have traded him this offseason. I'll believe that he can go wherever he wants when he requests a trade to the Bears. If, if he's ultimate petty, he's absolutely going to Chicago. If he truly has pettiness in his heart, that's the one location, right? Yeah, but I'm saying they, they wouldn't trade him there. And maybe that's part of the agreements behind it. Like, yeah, great. Anyone non-division, it's all you. We'll trade you wherever you want. Yeah, they don't want another Favre Vikings uh, situation. I do. Pit stop in New York, baby. <laughs> oh, man. But your, your, your beloved Zach Wilson, what would happen then, Coquel? Uh, Him and his great hair and his weird-ass mom? I made, would... the, I made the mistake of following his mom on Instagram again, so I, I'm, I'm off Zach oh, Wilson right now. Oh, you back to that? I did, just to see how crazy uh, it really was, and she's nuts. And She is And it insane. worries me about his future with her being involved. In I New mean, York, everybody's going to be all over it as soon as he gets yes. like, into actual football. She's she's Cuba mom. She's absolutely insane. 888-760-3776. Anthony is in West Palm. What's going on, Anthony? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Coach? No one's going to be against Aaron in, in that locker room. I mean, we're talking about a bunch of guys that probably grew up watching him, probably grew up idolizing him, probably grew up wishing they could one day play with him. I mean, and like Coach said, I mean, it's a, it's a business. Like, it's an individual. He's going through his own thing, his own process. And we all see it on Sundays as all oh, the Green Bay Packers. But, like, we know everybody's on contract. Everybody yeah. has their own issues. It's all incentive-based. I mean, we have to understand that. Like, most of those guys in the locker room are on incentive-based contracts anyway. So, everybody understands, hey, Aaron has to do what he has to do. It's non-athletic, non-football understanding people that throw out ideas like oh they're gonna be pissed with him why they're in a dream situation they either played a year with him or they have an opportunity to play a year with him. it's me anthony What's i'm that problem? guy <laughs> i'm that guy i will acknowledge i'm that guy uh and, and uh, listen you bring up a good point and that's sort of what santonio holmes was telling us on draft night that hey this is a business. These guys know they have to hit certain markers. The guy who puts them in the best position to make their money, feed their family, set themselves up, is 
Aaron Rodgers. It is Absolutely. that guy. And uh, a I, lot of I, a lot of people, a lot of people get get in the situation where the organization screws them. We hear it all the time. We hear like a, a local guy, Devin Hester, talk about you know when he was in contract years. You know they they pulled the the plug on him. Yeah. In a lot of situations, so those things happen. And when because the face of the franchise, one of the faces of the NFL, are going through this now, the NFL's in a situation where they're like, oh damn, what's going on? But they don't care when the when the regular guy goes through it. Yeah, don't put yeah. Aaron on a on a higher pedestal. Like, come on. Yeah, and and Aaron Rodgers, I just do feel like and appreciate the call, Anthony. Like, it's going to be good for that locker room, and it's good for the Packers short term. Like it is, the Packers win short term. There's no denying that. There's no way that you can argue the other direction. But the Packers are going to end up giving up a lot in terms of lack of value in return for Rodgers if he ends up leaving. Your gut feeling, Coquel, is he with the Packers through the duration of his contract through 2023? I know I said about three minutes ago he's going to retire a okay. Packer, but he's gone. Okay. He's gone. He's gone. I How mean, can that, and that's that? fine. How can I do what? what? Can I can I ask you about your brain and just like your thought process for a moment? How? I think scientists will study it one day, but go ahead. <laughs> you, you do this often, and I, I love you dearly, but... Mm-hmm. You, within, if this was like 15 minutes, you knew you heard something where you said to yourself, ah, that's a different, uh, a, a, a different angle that I didn't consider. I'll change my mind. I'm fine with you changing your mind. But when it happens in like three minutes time, like what happened there? How did that happen? We live in a different world now than we did three <laughs> minutes ago, Ken. <laughs> Enjoy your pancakes. Oh, that was about the most coquel response I could have gotten. And I am so mad that I fell into that. Who won the offseason? You know who won, Ken? Who? Everybody, because camps are open, baby! It's football season! Oh, man. But that's all you had? That's it. Oh, I thought there was more coming. I I go strong, but it doesn't last long. (laughs) Just just call Stacey. Yeah. What? Uh, I just got an insight into uh, the personal life of Coquel. Uh, who won the offseason, the Packers or Aaron Rodgers? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Who else? FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Dr. Jim Reardon. I was talking with him this morning about the U.S. Women's National Team in soccer. They played an absolute bore fest a snooze fest scoreless draw against australia because both teams with a result all they needed was a draw they would get into the knockout round and in the second half neither of them tried it was disappointing and dr reardon was not happy about it i was not happy about it but you will be happy with dr reardon when he helps you get a job in the sports industry because the fau mba sport management program that's what they do and they've been doing it for damn near 22 years now the fau mba sport management program members of the sports industry Teach the classes. It's first-hand knowledge. It is for you. Sign up for spring semester courses now. You can do them online or on campus in Boca. That's fau.edu slash MBA sport. fau.edu slash MBA sport. When we return, the GOAT has decided to withdraw, and her Olympics might be over. Is she the GOAT if she's withdrawing before the games are done? He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. Simone Biles 
may have her Olympics done, and it may be because of a mental issue and nothing physical. And as you can imagine, this has set social media and the sports opinion world on fire. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attor Attorneys, our sports agent and sports law insider, will join us in about six to seven minutes here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, but this morning, it was the U.S. Women's Gymnastics Team, the team competition, and uh, they finish second. They get the silver. Russia beats them by five-tenths of a point, and the U.S. did it largely without Simone Biles, whose contribution on the day was the worst vault of her competing career. And then she went off to the side and told a trainer what appeared to be, if you look at uh, the video on social me media, what appeared to be, I can't go up there and keep my team from a medal. That's what she appeared to say. And a coach told NBC, a U.S. gymnastics coach told NBC that Simone Biles had nothing physically wrong with her, but she was battling a mental issue. And this is when the Today Show caught up with her in Tokyo, what Simone Biles had to say. But just set people at ease, Simone, just for a minute, because every, you know, people go to the, when they right. know, they go to the crazy yes, end of, of like, oh my gosh, something's terribly wrong. Right. But where would you, do, where would you put yourself on a scale of one to ten in terms of how you're feeling physically and emotionally? Um, physically, I feel good. I'm in shape. Um, emotionally, that kind of varies on the time and the moment, you know, uh, coming here to the Olympics and being the head star of the Olympics is not an easy feat, so we're just trying to take it one day at a time, and we'll see. Okay. Well, you feel awesome. That's the extent of the comments, uh, at least initially, from Simone Biles. <sighs> and so... Uh, I mean, Coquel, we have a situation where we have arguably the greatest gymnast of all time. There have been countless moves named after her in the last several years because she's the only one on the planet in the history of time that's been able to pull them off. She puts together routines that are so difficult that she could face plant over and over again and she'd still win competitions because the degree of difficulty is so immense and so out in a different stratosphere compared to other gymnasts. But then you have a tweet like this from JMP, ESPN West Palm Tonight's JMP. He tweeted earlier this morning, and this caught my eye. Give me a break. I'm not saying anything to disparage Simone or what she's going through, but we aren't saying that uh, she's the best and already a winner if this is Tom Brady and he lost the Super Bowl or MJ or LeBron lost in the finals or Serena loses a Grand Slam or Tiger loses a major. As you can imagine, especially when it comes to discussions of mental issues the mental side of sports and i'm not just picking on jmp that has been that type of approach has been all over social media that is what my caught, caught my eye first but it's tough to wrap your mind around the greatest of all time she calls herself the goat the greatest of all time saying i can't do this i can't get up there anymore did simone biles fail did simone biles fail cut and dry plain and simple did she fail? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. This is the side of sports, Coquel, that people 
have the hardest time putting themselves in that position because I think there are a lot of fans that will say you're competing for this country, you're draped in the flag, you've done this so many times before and now you can't do it. What's the matter with you? And the mental side of sports can be relentless. And this appears to be a gymnastics case of the yips, if I were to uh, give a guess as to what's happening here with Simone Miles. Because that vault was not good. I wonder if she sensed something. Maybe this has been coming on for a bit. And now she has completely freaked herself out. She failed. She failed in the biggest stage and the biggest moment. She failed. You can't be the GOAT and then say... There's a lot of pressure to being the best on the team. Like that's your job of being the best on the team. When you put the words "goat" on you and you can't and you can't handle being the best, you failed. But Coquel, I'd argue that over the last couple of Olympics, she's the reason that they won the team competition. She's taken home countless gold medals. She's made this country incredibly profitable from a gymnastics equity standpoint. She has made a living, a career off of being the face of USA Gymnastics, and she has one instant. She's been largely perfect her entire career, and she has one instant of doubt, and she's a failure? If Tom Brady got to that Super Bowl and said, "Mm, I can't play, there's too much pressure on me. How would you have received that? I would hope that I would be understanding. Let me change it this it. way. If LeBron James in the finals two years ago against the Heat said, I can't play. Too much pressure on me. How would you have received that? There would certainly be questions. And, if but the, also, and would you put him in the GOAT conversation anymore? Yes. No, you wouldn't. Absolutely. You'd be on here destroying. How can you ignore? How can you ignore what they've done previously? You'd be dist- you, you guys do that to LeBron anyway. You'd, de- you'd be destroying LeBron if that was the case. I highly doubt that. I think that you're just trying to find a way to justify you thinking Simone Biles is a failure, isn't it? No, I don't isn't, think she's a failure. I think she failed. There's the difference. She failed this year, this Olympics. Did Simone Biles fail? She has pulled herself out of the team competition in the Olympics after one routine we don't know if she's going to be part of the individual competition later in the week. It appears to be a mental problem. Did Simone Biles fail? Did she fail her team? Did she fail the United States? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. If it's not failure, I, I, I mean, there are different words for this. Isn't there a certain amount of compassion that is needed to uh, describe what's happening right now other than fail, other than that F word, other than that characterization? Isn't there a level of respect that she deserves? Because also, when it comes to gymnastics, if you're not mentally all there, if you have a slip of concentration, if there's something that doesn't feel right, that could be the difference between glory and paralysis and I am not uh, becoming someone that is is going over the top here that's not hyperbole that's fact you screw up a rotation or you don't vault correctly that could be a neck break and we've seen it too often in that sport isn't there a level of intelligence that comes with that if you aren't all there that you pull yourself out of the competition and still remain like she did to cheer on your teammates I'm not saying she's a bad person Ken she failed in the biggest moment, though. You can't claim to be the best ever and then not be able to perform in that sport. You just can't. That would be like Howard Stern getting on a microphone to do a show and just be like, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm going to go home now. 
You just can't, you can't do it. You got to step up in the big moments. Man, I just think that's unfair. That just feels really unfair. Everybody's allowed to. Everybody deserves, especially her, to have a moment where they don't feel themselves, that they feel inadequate. I mean, it goes through the plane with pain. Ah, go out there and tough it up. You don't know what the pain level is. You don't know what the threshold is. Isn't it saying something that she thinks her team is better off without her? Her team is more competitive without her? Someone who's prided herself on being the best, on being the face of that team, to pull herself out of competition because she thinks she's holding them back? Isn't there a modicum of respect that comes with that? She couldn't perform in the biggest moment. I mean, that's what it comes down to. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Mike is in West Palm. Mike, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Coach, your your Brady analysis makes no sense. Because if Tom Brady was throwing corner routes better than anybody, and the NFL decided to say, hey, we're going to judge you differently now. Simone, she's basically been saying, like, you're so good, we're going to look at you differently. She's been scrutinized all the way up until this. Mentally, it's taking the toll, and again, she did, you know, whatever the slip-up was, okay, we understand that, but we got to give her the benefit of the doubt. The greats have been treated like the greatest. She's not been treated that way. If she was anyone else or if she was another person, you know, they'd be celebrating her, but it hasn't been that way. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't treated her like she's the best. She hasn't been treated like she's the best. We treat him like that. She hasn't been treated she, like I mean, I'm, I'm all I've heard. Ken lied to me three days ago, saying he's going to wake up at six thirty to watch her do whatever she does. No, you're only saying Ken's that I lied to you because I haven't anything. been tweeting about it. But I mean, I'm just saying everyone's talking. She hasn't. She's talked about not, it the best but always. Not, but we don't. But we didn't do that to Jordan. We didn't do that to Gretzky. We didn't do that to Brady. We don't do that. To, we didn't do that to other people. LeBron sneezes the wrong. Gymnastic world has the gymnastics world has basically said we don't want you to be this great. We don't want you to succeed. We don't want you to be this person that you are because physically she is the goat. She is the greatest to ever do it. She's been no too one's good. Ever done what she's done. I think there's people but that it doesn't are matter. But that would, Mike, that, would, it, okay. that would make sense. One of the most corrupt organizations on the planet, the Olympic Committee, which we know. Is now has 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 continued to to put things in front of her and put hurdles. We're only talking about it because obviously it made news now, but we have no clue what she's going through. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let us down. talk, Mike. Hold on. I don't want to turn. I don't want to cut you off. She didn't get a bad score. She didn't get ripped off of a score. She performed poorly. And then didn't want to go on anymore because she felt the pressure after performing but poorly. But what Mike is saying is that that's happened in the past. you're looking at that one incident. We're talking about everything that's gone on over right. the last few months. The but last then she shouldn't years. have competed. Come on, coach. The, then she shouldn't have competed. Then you'd be crushing on, her. Because, I mean, no, I, would, I wouldn't crush her for uh, not no, doing to be the honest with you, To be honest with you, coach, it's, it's really, this is really one of those things where I, don't, I hate to pull the race card, but if you were a, a African-American male... Or African American female, you feel a little bit differently. But because, again, it's not it's not felt that way. It's like, oh, come on, you didn't you you you, you slipped up on the vault. Now you want to quit? Come on, that's not cool. But that's what happened. She slipped up on it, and I don't think it, I don't think it's me being racist that's, for saying that's that. The, that's that's respectfully that's the white male perspective. I think it's the male perspective, to be quite honest. No, like, it's it, not. Because this feels like Naomi Osaka, too. Like, this feels like the reaction, some of the people reveling in Naomi Osaka's misery uh, earlier this year. And appreciate the call, Mike. Like, this, there, there is a weird, a weird rush to rip 
when it is a female athlete. Because it happened in Naomi Osaka. And we're talking about individual sports where you can't hide behind a team. If you don't feel it, that's going to stand out even more so. And it's very easy to say, oh, you failed. Hey, fatties out there, you go try and vault. Okay? You even try and make it over the vault. This woman has done the best why, in the history of the planet. Why do I have to try to vault to say that she didn't succeed? That means I have to do I'm not an Olympic athlete. Why do I have to do it to say that she didn't succeed? She didn't She's do what she already solidified and, herself as the greatest of all time. She has the hardware to prove it in one But right now, she's not. Right now, she's not. Her. Leo is in Riviera Beach. Leo, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call, as always. I just think, I think it comes down to it where, at this point, you know, there is still mental health stigmas and everything like that, but everybody has mental health or has gone through or is going through or has went through some type of mental health issue in this day and age, especially with the pandemic last year. I really just wish that she would say, hey, guys, my mind isn't there right now. Uh, my mental health isn't there right now, and I need to I need to withdraw from, from the competition. I, I agree with Coquel. I think when it comes down to it, if people, if you want to compete if you're going to step step across the line you're expected to put all that stuff to the side if you if you feel mentally that you can't go don't initially step across that line onto the field and i would rip tom brady i would rip lebron james i would rip roger federer i would rip um ben horton one of the male gymnastics if they said if they started going on if they started their competition and then they said in the second half or on the second uh leg of the competition oh guys you know i have to withdraw i'd say you know this is the championship this is your championship and you really want to withdraw right now do you do you think that that's a rational thought leo or do you think that that's a little bit of old school thought that seeps into your mindset i i just think that when it comes down to it if we're gonna if we're gonna try to compare athletes or if we're gonna try to compare people we, we can't give the benefit of the doubt to someone because they're a woman. It has, it, like, I know that's kind of old school thinking, but, like, men and women, if they want to be treated equally, if somebody has a mental health problem, say it ahead of time. That's fair and enough. We'll under, that's fair and, enough. And, and it will probably be, yeah, if but we're don't put cross the line, start competing, and then yeah. say, hey, listen, guys, I'm just not feeling it anymore. I'm going to sit enough. out the second half like Vontae Davis did when he retired in the second sure. half. No, that's fair that's enough. Weird. If you're going to put an athlete on a pedestal, man or woman, then uh, they, they, there needs to be an expectation, and I, I agree with that. But I also think and appreciate the call, Leo, when it, when it comes to someone who has done so much for that sport and so much for this country to just throw out the F word is wildly unfair. John is in West Palm. John, welcome into Ken Levick Alive. Hey, John. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Um, so a couple things. Uh, one... Um, I think we should leave her alone. Okay? Yeah. I don't know why everybody's talking so damn much. Give the girl a break. Two. Okay? What do you mean? Individual well, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Sport. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We're talking about it because we're doing a sports talk radio show, and this is the Olympics, the biggest moment of USA right. sports that just happened. Of course we're going to talk about it. Okay. Okay, fine. I didn't, say, I didn't say don't talk about it. What I mean by leave her alone is don't be so hard. So if yeah. I can finish, okay? Yeah. So. The idea of comparing a team slash individual sport to a true team sport like football doesn't fly. It doesn't go. You can't do it. Secondly, 
to mention her name and Howard Stern's name in the same damn sentence is ridiculous, and you should apologize for that. Okay? To who? Who am I apologizing Unless, to? How many, who, wait, 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 who am I apologizing I to? Who am I apologizing because to? You, how can you compare her to Howard Stern? Because they're and both the best at what take, they do. It's a compliment. You're taking me off topic. I have, you know what? This is why radio sucks, because you argue. You won't let me get my... All right, we didn't need uh, we didn't need that. Cal, Cal, see what you do. Do you see what you do? You get people riled up, man. You get people riled up. I mean, up. it's absurd. You see what you do? We're just trying to have a good conversation, and you decided to bring the whole thing into the muck. Coquel. Coquel, Coquel, Coquel. Uh, first of all, being compared to Howard Stern is the ultimate compliment. Like, well, what, what is that about? Was I insulting Howard Stern? No, you insulted me, because you work with me, and you should think that this is the best thing going. Okay? Is that why he was upset? Rising uh, Maybe, and I respect that, because I agree. I mean, I was John and Wes Palm, you should have just said, Ken Levick is the <laughs> king of all media, and then I would have turned around and been like, Miles is a goat. That's it. Why did you just come out with that? Uh, Ken Levick alive. Simone Biles, did she fail? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And uh, I want to make sure that before we get to Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, our sports law and sports agent insider, that we talk a little bit about EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, it is hot, it is gross, it is disgusting, the air is heavy, it's brutal, it is sweaty, it's stinky, and if your air conditioning goes out, well, you're in deep, deep trouble because the summer is going to last another, like, four months down here in South Florida. EDS air conditioning, EDS is, yes, they've been doing it in South Florida and Palm Beach County, especially since 2006. Get on to edsairconditioning.com, get your appointment set up. They're working around you. They're trying to work around your schedule because they know you've got a life you need to attend to. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. When we come back, we'll talk Simone Biles with Pat Lawler, but also Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. When is it going to happen? What are the ramifications? And Deshaun Watson, should teams in their right mind be pursuing him? That comes next with Pat Lawler, our sports agent and sports law insider. He's Coquel, the instigator. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN 1063. Call the show now at 888-760-3776. Deshaun Watson, should a team be dealing for him? We talked about it yesterday. That's just our opinion. What is going to happen in actuality? We're going to ask Pat Lawler, our sports law and sports agent insider, and a part of Lawler & Associates' personal injury attorneys in just a moment. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. If you missed any part of today's show, or any show for that matter, you can get us in podcast form, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We have little bitty segment portions and then big, gargantuan, massive show portions. Again, the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. You know what we're going to do, Coquel? Since you just want to instigate and poke and poke and poke and prod and prod and prod and argue and argue and argue, we're just going to, in football season, we're going to dedicate a 15-minute show. We're going to call it the uh, Coquel Yell Fest, okay? And you'll get 15 minutes to yell at callers during football season, like every Thursday, okay? Just to get that- I, I, listen, I was trying to have a civilized conversation, and then the caller decided to curse at me, which... My virgin ears as an educator for the last 14 years. I'm very upset. 
September 13th, it'll be the debut of the Coquel Yell Fest. Call in to get yelled at by Coquel right. right here on ESPN 106. I'm looking at you, Dolphin fans. <laughs> I've got my eyes set on you, Dolphins fans. Uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. Uh, he is our sports law insider, our sports agent insider. Coquel, would you like to yell at Pat about anything since that's what you're doing today? No, I think Pat's a great guy. How you doing, okay. Pat? Hey, guys. How we doing? Good, good, good. Coquel's just angry at everybody. Um, I want to uh, start with, uh, with with what we opened the show with. Let's start Aaron Rodgers because I basically asked the question, who won this faceoff, the Packers or Aaron Rodgers? The Packers get Aaron Rodgers for a year. Then they're more than likely going to have to deal him. Aaron Rodgers, after all that posturing, slinks back into Green Bay. From a sports agent standpoint, who wins that battle? Well, I'd say in the short term, uh, Aaron Rodgers does. Obviously, uh, he's up there. Uh, Packers win also. I think they both win. I think the Packers get him for a year. Uh, they're able to be successful in that conference and help all the other teammates out, do what they need to do, put numbers up, and then, then make money. And in the long run, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers wins again because he's going to be traded somewhere that has a good team, kind of like what Brady had his choice to go to the Bucks. And the Packers will lose value, and they didn't trade him and not get what they should get from him. So... In the long run, the Packers lose. In the long run and short run, Aaron Rodgers lose. You have represented many NFL players. Sometimes it's great, the relationship with the front office. Sometimes things get contentious. As far as in-season goes, what do you think the communication is going to be like between the Rodgers side and the Packers front office? Um, I think we won't hear anything about it, but I think it'll be contentious. And what I always say, winning breeds happiness. So... If they're winning, uh, everybody will be happy. If things don't go well, uh, you're going to see a lot of chirping from both sides. Oh, that is going to be awesome. I mean, I was about to say it was going to be ugly, but you know what? It's going to rule because that's going to make for some easy shows during the course of the season. Uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Again, wanttolawyerup.com. Wanttolawyerup.com for your free consultation for all personal injury matters. They have decades of trial experience. They're looking out for you. That's Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Wanttolawyerup.com. Uh, let's uh, change gears here to Deshaun Watson. We spent a good portion of yesterday's show asking this simple question, cut and dry. Should a team pursue Deshaun Watson? Yes, he's a top-five quarterback. Yes, he's a pro bowler. Yes, he's a guy that has uh, been to several playoffs. But also, yes, he's a guy who has 22 sexual assault civil lawsuits hanging over his head. Uh, With a team that now knows, according to reports, that the Texans would be looking for three firsts, a couple of players, the parameters have been set. Should a team be looking to inquire and deal for Watson? Well, I think they should also sign Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby. <laughs> Heck no, if you don't <laughs> sign this guy. I mean, he's going to get indicted. He's going to get charged with those crimes. There's, in my opinion, looking over some of the uh, information on the cases. So you're going to have somebody dealing with multiple criminal charges. Uh, and obviously in our, uh, our community now, dealing with sexual assault and sexual battery cases, if they're horrible to start with. Now you put a top NFL player... There's no way that any team will take him. Uh, do you so? So you say no way. That's your your sensibilities, and I would tend to agree with you. But do you think? Do you think there will be an NFL team that may try to do it and then deal with the blowback and the PR backlash? Do you think in the modern day NFL there's still a team that might give it a go? Yeah, I mean, you look at examples. Uh, uh, Antonio Brown. Um, 
not as nearly as many accusations. Greg, uh, the guy who does MMA fighting. Greg now. Hardy? Yeah. yeah, he was shot. Greg Hardy, yeah. I mean, he was picked up by the Cowboys. That lasted barely a year. Um, so there's definitely teams that are willing to do that. I think in his case, because he's so high profile, and there's so many allegations yeah. against him. That, that that just seems to be overwhelming to me, and I think for a team to take a chance in getting him, even though he is a phenomenal quarterback, I think it's, it's just too much at this time. Pat, I mean, what about you look at a Ben Roethlisberger and the accusations that he faced throughout his career? I agree. Ben had his Ben had his moments. He had issues there, which you know he dealt with. But that was one or two things. It may be more than one or two, but he's got twenty two civil lawsuits yeah. and now multiple criminal investigations. This is not something that has happened in a bathroom, albeit horrible, of a bar where you know somebody uh, was allegedly improperly touched somebody or did some sexual assault to somebody. None of that is, is, is good in any manner. But as many as he has, I cannot see a front office, any team, doing that. And uh, Coquel will uh, attest to this, Pat. I was trying to and have been trying to justify it. I have because he's so talented on the field, but I keep going back to 22 accusations i mean that's serial assault and i i don't know how you overcome that if you're an nfl team i I just i just truly don't let's get to conference realignment here texas and oklahoma they have informed the big 12 hey we want out uh it might happen before 2025 if they're willing to pay that huge fee before the meteorites deal expires the sec says hey now we're going to look at it that came out earlier today that was made official what do you think uh, the Texas and Oklahoma departure is going to end up doing to college football as we know it here in the long term? I, I think you're just going to have a super conference. Um, you know, let's let's say Oklahoma's been on the top of the football area for many years lately. Texas not. Texas is getting beat out and recruited specifically by Texas A&M, and then you throw they just got in the SEC. The team that's going to lose out big time is Texas A&M because they're, a lot of recruits are going to go to Texas now because they're part of the SEC. Uh, the other thing, Ken, real quick, is that the, the Big 12, I really think that you know they looked at USF and UCF coming in there. Yeah. It might be an opportunity for teams like that to get in that conference, and uh, you know, albeit it's a, uh, geographically a problem, but we'll see. And you wonder if maybe the American tries to stay alive and acquire the Big 12 teams. It's all going to be a matter of who can elbow and shove their way in there and be as proactive as possible. Uh, and uh, it's going to take the next couple of years. And Pat is heavily involved in FAU. I, of course, am the voice of FAU. And FAU may very well be caught up in this whole thing again like they did last time, making the leap from the Sun Belt to Conference USA. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked, Pat, if there's a merger between those two conferences or if yeah. FAU somehow ends up back in the Sun Belt, which has a much much better TV deal than Conference USA does. So there's a lot of this story that's still going to be written. Uh, Pat, congratulations. Hey, uh, yep, yep, yep. Ken, real quick, I heard your conversation about, if I could just comment on some yeah. mobiles real quick. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Uh, obviously, one of the best gymnasts, if not the best ever, but I use the uh, analogy of Ryder Cup. You have a player who's in the middle of a Ryder Cup, out on the course, shanks a shot, and then decides to quit. The thing that people need to understand, because I dealt with this with NFL players, is these people have been suffering from mental illness way before they got onto that course. Yeah. Look at the Olympic trials. Simone Biles was suffering then. So they should have dealt with this situation before she even got to the Olympics. So I just want to make that note. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's a, that's a great point. And so if that ends up being the case, that is some mismanagement. And even if she – that's part of the tough part with mental illness is that some people think it's not their place – 
to uh, ask, hey, are you okay? Especially someone like Simone Biles, who's been on the top of the planet. And it, it doesn't seem like she got the adequate amount of t- attention that she needed heading into the games. And uh, I, I do want to ask, just to make sure, uh, Coquel, after this conversation, uh, do you have anything to yell at Pat about? No, I'm good. I'm okay. good. I just because just uh, sure. I may have to have a lawsuit battle against that caller, so I just want to make sure Pat's <laughs> on my side. Can back me up. Uh, Pat, congratulations. Hey, Pro bono, baby. Pro bono. <laughs> That's my favorite type. <laughs> uh, Pat, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Congrats on not getting yelled at by Coquel. We'll talk to you next Tuesday, okay? Have a good day, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. WantToLawyerUp.com. For all your personal injury matters, WantToLawyerUp.com. That's Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Quickly, Coquel, we need to introduce the United States trampoline competitors that will be bouncing for gold on Friday and Saturday. Ah, yes. Trampoline. This is an Olympic trampoline radio show. Let's meet the women's representative from the United States. It's Nicole Ossinger. She is a trampoline gymnast. She's been doing this since 2010. Oh, that 2012 run. She she won gold as part of the team competition yes. at the Pan American Championships back in 2018. Silver medalist in the individual. She is based out of Lafayette, Louisiana. She is originally from San Diego. No Raging Cajuns. Yeah, that's that exactly right. I was wondering if you were going to be able to associate the two. And then let's meet. Um, and isn't that Duck Dynasty as well? I don't know. I think Lafayette is where Duck Dynasty is. Just keep moving. We're uh, we're on segment three right now. Sorry, Bart Scott. Alieski Shostak, the most American name possible. Alexi is going to the Olympics. He'll represent the men on Saturday. He also trains out of Lafayette, Louisiana. Mm. He was part of the... the Pan American Championships Team Silver in 2014. He is going to compete again on Saturday for the gold medal in the trampoline. We'll continue our trampoline coverage throughout the week. That is the sport that we pay attention to here on Ken Levick Alive. For Coquel and Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, I'm Ken Levick. So glad you joined us. Coquel, go take care of your aggressions. Please. Maybe you need a trampoline. Bounce on the butt, then on your legs. That's the best form. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica. I've been live on ESPN 1063. Bye bye.